you know, I had a nightmare last night. Was it about Carl Malone? That the Raptors ended up getting second in the lottery, and they picked Brandon Miller. <laughs> Maybe likelier than you think. I know, it's 100%. Like, if they get second, they're not going to take Scoot. Just everything about everything about Brandon Miller screams Raptors. From the very problematic history to the fact that he's like got a seven three wingspan. <laughs> everything about yeah. Brandon Miller also screams Charlotte. You, you can't have a Scoot and a Scotty on the same team either. Scooty, <laughs> Scooty, Scooty Ten. That that sounds like a great nickname for a backcourt. <laughs> Scooty. <laughs> yeah, Scooty Bender, uh, Scooty Benderson. Oh man, that's that's great. <laughs> the new Sexland. Are we back? I hope you're ready because once this train is moving, you can't stop it unless you hit pause or your listening device crashes. You're about to start listening to the Fool Court Press Podcast. That's F-O-O-L, Fool. We don't mess up your name, so say ours right. A terrible name, and I'm glad they're dead. Sandoria McConnell. Mussolini or something? Fool's Court Press. Jamarcus Russell Wilson. You are going to hear the hard-hitting, well-researched basketball analysis. Kawhi Leonard has a size 14 shoe, so... Uh, and somebody else I can't remember is from four strangers with no chemistry. I am the host, Lufa, who prides himself on precise NBA opinion. Yeah, it's just Big Shire. It's the land of Luke Canards. Well, you know how, like, the Florida Panthers are, like, in Sunrise, Florida? It's, like, not, like, a real place. I am joined by NBA draft specialist and Tuchel apologist, Baldy. All of Florida's just made up. As well as Sandoria. Yeah, a real dick that guy is. Whose consistent fire takes. No, like, Luca, I think he's a real piece of shit. Luca's the owner of the Suns. I think he'd be a better owner. Will scorch every part of your franchise. Trade <laughs> this motherfucker. Sarver's a real piece of shit. What a stupid name. Well, we gotta like a bear and we're blankers. Still a better name than the Thunder. Yeah, real dick that guy is. I hate you. Finally, we have our Australian basketball enthusiast, Duke. Brooklyn Nets have three players who were born in Australia. So pay attention. This may be free, but it's important. What does it mean? Jesus so fucking Christ, just shoot me. Everything yeah. will be fine. everybody thank you so much for uh, uh tuning into the full court press podcast the only podcast made by fools for fools uh just so we are all aware baldy both hit mute and didn't hang up on the call so the 90 year old man is figuring out how to use technology it's a quite a uh, quite a, a a marvel a miracle baldy you want to say hi no i'm good and also join uh, my name is lufa i'm also joined by uh duke and sandy you guys want to say hi hi guys I think everybody had a really good week. Yeah, I had a great week. I had an yeah. excellent week. Mm-hmm. Some really good news in ba- yep. in the basketball world. Oh yeah, nothing but sunshine and rainbows are headed my way. <laughs> yep. Yep. Not a cloud in the sky. The sunshine of the off season. The bright side is I'm still winning the fantasy league. That's that's it. I didn't do the calculations yet, yeah, um, so that's right. uh, to be determined. Oh, I, I don't right I, now. I got two guys in the conference finals. I think it's I got three guys in the conference finals. Yeah, I think you. I think you're gonna win it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because apparently the seventh round and eighth, uh, seventh seed and eighth seed play, plays that you yeah. picked decided to go all the way to the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, yeah. respectively. Sandor knows basketball. Sure. Yeah, all right. I'm good. <laughs> uh, no, I'm 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 very unhappy this week. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to start off our week uh, like we start off every week with our topics de jante, the topics uh, de jour, the topics of the week. Uh, so we have um, a new uh, new co- uh, coaching position opening up. Uh, we have the coaching searches up uh, being updated regularly. Um, ben Simmons trolling the 76ers. John Morant's a gunslinger again. 76ers game six refing complaints. Uh, Mark Jackson and all defense rookie and nba insights so baldy what would you like to talk about first i want to i want to rip the band-aid off and talk about monty williams yeah so the sons have decided they no longer wish to go the full monty and look at me money as uh been asked can, to can we, kick the bricks were you like planning that joke i just came up with it with it i don't last think second. you're clever enough to come up with something on the spot <laughs> Well, you know, fuck you too, but uh, it did. <laughs> I don't, I don't write shit. I just, can't, I just got finished putting kids to bed after working a full day well, and doing school. I got so I don't have time to come up with stupid yeah. Monty Williams puns. People, it just comes uh, naturally. I was born a speaker. I'm a gifted orator, and you can just accept that, or you can get the fuck out of here. I'm a bit tired of your, uh, you being such a downer. I want the sunshine and rainbows. And I want Don't the suns to, to talk about the suns. I, I, I want the suns to find the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Well, luckily they decided uh, that they were going to shit can uh, Monty Williams. Yeah. And per uh, the Hoop Collective, uh, Tim McMahon uh, stated that apparently this is something that everybody knew was going to happen uh, as soon as Matt Ishpia. Uh, Took over uh, to control the team. Monty Williams's days were numbered. Um, so I guess. As uh, as our regular uh, as our uh, registered Suns expert, Duke, what are your thoughts on uh, on the termination of Monty Williams and the whole story behind it? Oh well, you know they just uh, they went the full Monty and uh, they ripped the Band-Aid off. <laughs> I don't think anyone said that one yet, but yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, they had to do it. I think everybody saw it coming. We got some real chuckle on this show. Yeah, put the kids to bed. It's uh, it's not a good week to be a Suns fan. Yeah, is that is that the full take? What are your thoughts on the potential uh, coaching hires uh, to fill fill a position there, Sandy? Uh, For me, it's Nick Nurse or Bus. Yeah, I have not. What what is qualified as a bust? I haven't heard Nick Nurse's name uh, associated with the job. I did hear one name associated with the job. Let me just look it up real quick. Duke, do you happen to have that have that by any chance? I'll I know we were talking. Hang on. Okay, yeah. One second. Duke's gonna look it up here uh, while we while I filibuster here. But yeah, Is so the computer buffering. Yeah, the computer buffering. I gotta Google it, or I, I gotta ping it. <laughs> I thought Ping-ing. you were just gonna go to Twitter. <laughs> Can we just ask Jeeves? How about you go to Blue Sky? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting Nick on my Nurse. invite for Blue oh, Sky. Nick, hey, you were right. Nick Nurse in the mix. Oh, it is. Uh, awesome. Uh, Ty Lu in the mix. Nice. And uh, what's this? Hold on. Oh, we have an update. There's someone new in the mix. I'm uh, 
Ty Lu, wait, is Ty Lu even like what? <laughs> Hey, what did that per, happen? That is per CBS Sports. That is a, uh, I think, a reputable uh, rag. Fake news. You're reputable. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, breaking news. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm just seeing that uh, uh, the sex pest himself, <laughs> Isaiah he Thomas. He made you oh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> There's just so much competition in the coaching ranks. So That's how do you feel about pimento cheese sandwiches? <laughs> Nope, we're not doing that today. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Isaiah Thomas, leading coaching candidate for uh, for the Suns. I mean, that's what it said. That's what it said. It was in number one. So you said bust. Is Isaiah Thomas the bust then? Number one in terms of, I'll be pissed. <laughs> number one? Urine. Hmm. What if it was Mark Jackson? I, I wouldn't be as upset. I mean, I wouldn't be thrilled, but it's better than Isaiah Thomas. Well, that's another coaching update that we received. Mark Jackson, two days after it being revealed that he was the only person who decided that the best player in the league didn't deserve an MVP vote, got a job interview with, uh. Uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. As though the idea, like, uh, as though, like, the news broke. That Mark Jackson was the only person that decided not to put Jokic on his MVP ballot. I, uh, that's a perfect segue. <laughs> and two days later, two days later, the Milwaukee Bucks are like, oh shit, Mark Jackson, he used to be a coach. Let's interview him for the job. And just like that, Mark Jackson is back, son. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> I know Duke had some thoughts uh, with regards to Mark Jackson being uh, revived along with uh, Isaiah Thomas for these coaching positions. So Duke, why don't you let us know what you're thinking? Well, I'll say what I said to you all earlier yesterday and today. I'm not sure which one makes me happier. <laughs> but here's the thing. I've I've actually since thought about the Mark Jackson thing. <laughs> I think where he is right now is perfect. It's like his own personal hell. Because how many, how many Golden State Warriors playoff runs has he had to call I, throughout the last decade? Yep. I have an alternate take here. Maybe it's it. best for basketball if he becomes a coach again, because then he'll lose his vote. I mean, That's what harm did it actually fair. do? <laughs> it's insulting. Well, it was ridiculous. The harm I mean, was it all his own reputation. Well, the the thing is, is like he came out and he apologized for it because what he ended up doing for his MVP ballot was he filled out the first team NBA ballot because he he's just so old and disconnected from technology. He didn't understand the difference between the two. Um, and when you actually look at his MVP votes, it actually lines up with that line of thinking. So because Jokic was Jokic was in the center position and Embiid was in the center position, he could only have one on the ballot. That's why Jokic didn't make the cut because the old man couldn't figure out the difference between an NBA MVP vote and the first team All NBA vote. If you can't handle the responsibility, you don't deserve the responsibility. You know, I, I think that that's just a perfect, a perfect. That's a kind of organized future th uh, future forward thinking that you would want in charge of the Milwaukee Bucks. So I think that's why Milwaukee decided that's our man. Let's go out and interview him. Duke, you know where a coach who doesn't think Jokic is the best center in the NBA belongs? 
Where? Not in my locker room. Mm-hmm. I'm actually disappointed that that wasn't some shitty pun. I was like a hundred percent. I like all my body was like just tensing up with the with the the with the delivery with the expected delivery of a <laughs> shitty pun, and you just you just you just said something incredibly non sequitur. Like it was. That's, that, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. I just don't know what to do with it. <laughs> as a quote, saying "not in my locker room," talking about players doing things off the court and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. His his homophobia stuff. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Funny <laughs> really, joke. Really good guy. <laughs> oh, he's, he's yeah, guy. he definitely deserves all of the attention that he's getting. Um, that's for sure. And when he, it, I, I personally hope Milwaukee does uh, does end up signing him because that'll just be, we can just basically mark them off the list of contenders <laughs> moving forward mark. in the East. <laughs> that was unintentional. <laughs> sure <it> <laughs> you need to just believe me when I fucking say things. But anyways, Sandy. Now that we've discussed uh, how much of a fuck up your your team is, um, and we've discussed uh, Mark Jackson and the other uh, coaching updates, yeah, yeah. Uh, was uh, what would you like to talk about next? Do you want to talk about Ben Simmons? Do you want to talk about Jaw? Do you want to talk about uh, the Seventy Sixers refing complaints or the All NBA defense and rookie teams? Let's talk about Ja Morant, the player who's fine in the Wild Wild West. Yep. That's true. So uh, I don't really want to talk too much about this. John Morant was uh, caught on an Instagram video, uh, on an Instagram video, uh, swinging a gun around while rapping with his friend Pac. Pac. <laughs> uh, the same. That's the same friend. That was the same friend that was banned a, uh, banned a year from all NBA facilities because he decided he wanted to fight the entire Indiana Pacers team. Well, he's soon. To be, he's about to be. Uh... Same, relegated to the same thing uh, banned from all NBA spaces <laughs> yeah well uh, John Morant is now uh, now on a full uh, has been fully uh, suspended from all uh, team activities with the Memphis Grizzlies which is good because they're two weeks into their offseason um, there is talk that the NBA uh, will follow up with their own suspension um, it's uh, Zach Lowe reported that it could be upwards to a half a season um, previous, obviously, to this situation, you know, John Morant uh, missed uh, two weeks of the season uh, due to a similar Instagram incident uh, that also followed reporting on him threatening a uh, security guard at a mall who didn't want to sell shoes to his mom uh, and also beating up a child and then threatening them with a gun and then uh, and then an incident with the Indiana Pacers after a game where someone from his uh, his vehicle pointed a laser uh, laser uh, sight at the t- uh, some team assistant coaches of the Indiana Pacers and was suspected that it was likely a gun but it was not confirmed if it was a gun it wasn't confirmed if it was Jaws gun or one of the people in his vehicle with him so given all those incidences the NBA uh, he he took a two week hiatus from the NBA 
Um, and it ended up costing him a position on the All NBA team, which ended up costing him forty million dollars. Jaws also the uh, just recently released a new sneaker with uh, Nike, um, as well as is the face of the Power Powerade, and was also uh, just starting a two hundred and fifty million dollar contract. So roughly in those three sponsorships, it's estimated anywhere between a half a million to three quarters of a million, uh, or half a billion to three quarters of a billion dollars worth of sponsorships and actual contracts, all of which presumably have morality clauses. So while he's already cost himself forty million dollars, there's a potential that this could escalate. Uh, if the behavior doesn't change, and yeah, I mean that's the that's the situation. Baldy, you have any thoughts? I think we need to look at because Jaw keeps on getting in trouble uh, for various things. Uh, oh. We need to look at ways to cure Jaw instead of like finding him and whatever. We need to get him like a gun holder person because like he doesn't want to like not have so like he can just like have somebody to be like his gunman and like he'll hold the gun and like he'll do all that for him and like if he wants to beat up kids in a mall or some shit like he'll have a beat up kids person <laughs> can, so, like jock and stay out that, of trouble use that three quarters of billion dollars and hire some people to start doing this shit for you right. i mean that was kind exactly. of so kind like, of the message yeah. that was made at the beginning <laughs> right exactly so he can stay out of trouble and stay on the court and uh i don't know uh, court. and out of court but i'm <laughs> Sandy, your thoughts. <laughs> do you gun think that you do person. agree with Baldy that he needs to have a beating up children person and a gun holder person? I I, I just wish he had said gun holster person. <laughs> okay. No, I. This is. It's absolutely insane to me that you've lost forty million dollars and it's not enough. You're still out here doing this shit. More than that. Well, I mean, you count the All NBA. I mean, more than that. Yeah, well, the what All-NBA costs him $40 million, right? Because his existing contract had an escal- escalator in it that would have earned him over $40 million over the next five years. Yeah. You're counting future earnings based on the All-NBA, yeah. though? Yeah. He's uh, he's escalating his way to playing in Zimbabwe or in, like, Australia or China. Well, I was listening to uh, once again the Hoop Collective, or I think this was uh, Zach Lowe's uh, uh, Zach Lowe's uh, Low Post podcast, and he, they had Tim McMahon on there again. And Tim McMahon was uh, saying that there's a very good chance that Nike will not do another signature shoe with with Jaw, based off of the fact that you know Jaw's history is now shown that he's relatively unpredictable, and you never know what's going to happen next, right? So. <laughs> Whatever, like the future revenue in in his existing yeah. sponsorships as well, like uh, is definitely in in jeopardy. Is uh, you'd imagine as well. You're gonna find his shoes on the shelves at Walmart next to the Shack Attack. So, like, who who does his shoe company get like relegated to? Because, like, obviously, like Adidas and Under Armour are probably gonna be out too. Like, New Balance, Ed? no, not really. Like, who? Like, what's like the fifth tier Skechers? shoe line? Reeboks Ooh. coming back. Ooh, I like the Skechers angle. That'd be good. Work out Congress. while you walk. Shape up. <laughs> right? Get some John Moran shape up. It'll be him and Snoop doing the Skechers, uh, Skechers commercials. They still make Keds? Oof. Keds are prime for a comeback. Yeah, Converse. Get those Walmart Georgia brands. I think Nike owns Converse now. Yeah, I think you're right. Huh. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah. Uh, Duke, do you have any thoughts on Jaw? Nope, just uh, unquestionably fucking stupid. Damn. So obviously, obviously the Grizzlies, uh, they they told Dylan Brooks under no circumstances they were bringing him back. 
<laughs> it looks stupider by and the obviously, way. And obviously, Dylan Brooks, you know, famously distracted. Uh, like, he went completely off. Like, when he went off the rails, it was basically exactly around the time that Jaw, Jaw's incidents were happening. And people were like, you know, obviously, he's doing it to distract everybody from it. And when Jaw came back, it was relative to a relative quiet uh, a quiet uh, crowd because uh, because of how much shit had just gone wrong while he was gone, right? Based uh, based on the the messes that Dylan Brooks was making by his words, not by wielding guns or threatening violence or anything like that. So, do you think the uh, Memphis Grizzlies are regretting the under any circumstances portion of that sentence, or maybe should they should have considered a uh, with exception or some circumstance? think if they're regretting anything it's maybe the fact that they put that out there <laughs> yeah right like i mean that's that portion of the sentence i think they're probably regretting right now because this sounds like a really good time to say hey dylan brooks here's a four-year contract now go and do your clown shit and let's let's save our uh, save our all-star again i don't know I, I, getting inside the head of a billionaire is not something i ever want to do i, I think <laughs> but, that uh go ahead dude i'm sorry oh i was i just i can't imagine i think that ownership and executive level people probably think that it's all just a fucking clown show and they want no part of it at any level yeah i think that the grizzlies should invite dylan brooks back with a new contract a red welcome carpet and they should give him the Draymond Green treatment. Let him have his own podcast say whatever he wants at all times <laughs> just just let him be their Draymond dylan we need yeah. you to be our Draymond. Have a show, talk about whatever have you like want. A, just go out there and be you, man. Maximum Dylan. Have a big uh, have a big press conference to celebrate the the re-signing of Dylan Brooks. With and then just have him and just have him just go crazy on uh, on the mic. <laughs> him and LeBron are going to be boys by the time this is all said and done. But he's not Draymond, though. I mean, he's Draymond without any sort of credibility. It's because he doesn't have the podcast. It doesn't matter. Yet. It doesn't matter. He doesn't need the credibility. People run with those quotes regardless. Yeah, I mean, it kind of matters if you're going to compare him to to Draymond. I mean, you know, if you're talking about like the the key part or a key part of you know a dynasty, (laughs) come on, whether you like him or not. I mean, I kind of go back and forth on on Draymond. I think I like Draymond. I'm a Draymond guy, but he's he's very good at distracting when when things get tough and being the guy who. It's sort of the bullet sponge in that locker room. Oh, the Warriors yeah. are struggling. What are we talking about? Draymond Green ruining the team's chemistry by punching Jordan Poole in the face. Well, I think they they take the they take the bad with the good a lot of times too. Wow. I think they 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 probably believe that it wouldn't be uh, he wouldn't be playing at his his maximum level if he wasn't himself. So I don't know. Maybe we can compare Ja Morant to uh, Draymond because Ja won't be playing like his maximum self for at least half the year. Uh, Maybe <laughs> that's not, uh, that's still to be determined. Um, yeah. So, uh, who wants to talk Ben Simmons? Not me. Not really. <laughs> ben Simmons. So uh, the... uh, he, this fucking guy. Ben Simmons. <laughs> this... I mean, for real. 
so Philadelphia 76ers choked away a game seven and Ben Simmons decided to, sh- uh, to uh, take a picture of him drinking, uh, or not him, but uh, a bottle of wine that he was drinking uh, while, uh, while the Boston Celtics were destroying the 76ers in the fourth quarter and uh, send it out on uh, Twitter, which I think is as much a cell phone than anything else, right? Like, I mean, he's sitting there watching the basketball game. He's not participating in any playoff basketball. He didn't put, participate in any playoff basketball at all this season. He, did. he barely participated in uh, season basketball. <laughs> right? like, season ben basketball. Simmons has not played one meaningful second since he left Philadelphia. I mean, yeah, that's no. that's fair. Not one meaningful of second group. of basketball has been played by that he man. out of that group chat. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, in fairness to him, like, I mean, the reason why he ended up having the, you know, the desire to leave was because he was completely chucked under the bus by uh, Doc uh, Doc Rivers and uh, Joel Embiid for uh, an epic fourth quarter meltdown in a game seven. Um, that apparently uh, didn't get remedied once he left. You know what? I don't so. want to be fair. Ben Simmons, isn't he Australian? Yeah. Yes. Ben Simmons, you are a jack jumper ant. Go home and be free. He, you know, he may. He may do that. I, I, I feel, with Ben Simmons, I feel like I've been fairly empathetic towards his whole thing. Yeah. Uh, as much as I think that it's it's entirely a prison of his own design, <laughs> just, yeah. just just stop. Just wh- like why why do you why do you have to do that? Like I mean, no one have... was no one was thinking about you, and then you decided to do this, right? Like I mean, like, and I don't know if that's like it's something that also plays into uh, plays into his head, but like I mean, you're just inviting people to just get back into piling on to Ben Simmons. Like, I mean, the last two seasons have been pile on Ben Simmons season, right? So, I mean, I mean you finally fall, you'd fall, you'd finally fallen out of the news cycle in the NBA world. And now you're like, Oh, here's an idea. Let me go back into pile on Ben Simmons mode. It's, it's baffling. <laughs> Can we do a little um, yeah, hypothetical so, here? Imagine how different. If it's about somebody learning Chinese, I don't want to hear the joke. Imagine again. how different things would be for Ben. If he just dunked that ball on Trey Young, he's the hero of the series instead of the guy who costs him everything by passing it under the basket to a guy who yeah. Just got blocked. But then you have to also remember how that series was playing out, and he would have just gotten a charging call, or he would have he would have like, or like Ben or Trey Young would have like taken him out at the knees, and he would have had to just try to shoot foul shots, and he would have bummed the uh, bumbled those foul shots. So that's, I mean, the reality is is the reason why he didn't want to dunk is because he was afraid he was going to get fouled, and he knew that the points weren't going to he wasn't going to be able to get the points on the board because he was completely in his own head about how his foul shooting had gotten, like as as he was doing career low numbers at the foul line. Like the entire Atlanta Hawks strategy was hack a hack a Simmons, and he was just completely like melting down. Right, this like, man is six ten. There is no way Trey Young is going to get enough contact on him for him to miss a dunk. Sure, he'll miss the foul I shot. Mean, Trey Young, Trey Young decided to uh, flagrant him or something like that. He could definitely have done something. I, I think um, he, I think he could be holding on to his his midsection, and Ben would. Carry him up in the air with him and dunk as he's dangling off his torso. I don't believe you wanted to say midsection. His torso. I don't believe you wanted to say that. He's hanging off his penis. <laughs> <laughs> and we are officially children. All right.
Uh, anybody here want want to share their thoughts on the All NBA team d- defense or rookie? Any any insights that you guys? Uh, any snubs? Anybody you wanted to talk about? Insights asking a lot. This <laughs> crowd. <laughs> I mean, I'll go with the All Rookie team. I think it was bullshit that Andrew Nebhardt didn't even get and make a second team All Rookie. I mean, I thought he deserved to be on first team All Rookie over Benedict Matherin, but I can understand why a lot of people wouldn't necessarily. Uh, because he didn't have the scoring numbers that Matherin had, but man, for him to have not even made second team all rookie was a bit ridiculous. I was I was pretty okay with the first team. Uh, yeah, with the exception, I mean, I'm okay with Matherin, but I get I get it. Like, I would have probably put in Tari Eason or Jaden Ivy over him, but yeah. Ivy, uh, Ivy yeah. dropped a lot. I think. I, I mean, realistically, I think Ivy was the fifth best rookie, right? So I mean, yeah, it's. I don't know. The Nimhard thing's kind of. He he kind of flew under the radar for a lot of the season, though. I mean, um, yeah, second round picks do that, right? Right, and he really came on when he was filling in for Halliburton. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess I understand it, but. I don't know. I feel like it was a pretty strong class this year too. Yeah, it was a really it was a really deep class. I mean, like the person I would have knocked off the second team for Nebhard would have been Jeremy Sochan, and Jeremy Sochan had a really great uh, great rookie year. I just think that empirically, uh, Nebhard was better. Right? Um, he started the whole season. Obviously, he took over for Halliburton when Halliburton w- went down injured. He had like. Great, uh, great defensive metrics for uh, for a point uh, for a point guard slash shooting guard, uh, and you know his uh, he had some iconic moments. He had the buzzer beater in L.A. Um, you know he uh, he had a he had a pretty big block on uh, Aaron uh, Aaron Gordon uh, when he was playing when they were playing in Denver. Like you know he seemed to have all of the momentum to at least get himself some form of recognition. It seemed. I don't know. It it just seems like uh, people the people who vote on this stuff seems seem a lot less obsessed with the players than uh, than we are. Hmm. Weird how that works when when they're they're getting paid to do that for a living. Yeah, I mean it's it's their it's their job to know what's going on, but right. clearly like it, it seems like Andrew Nebhard because he wasn't like this high uh, like you know banner uh, high bannered uh, touted draft pick. Because he was a second round draft pick, he didn't he didn't get the recognition he deserved because all they do is chase names. Didn't you know? we notice that someone mixed up the two Jalen Williams? Mm-hmm. That's how much yeah. attention. Well, the, the, there was yeah, there was there was six six votes that looked like they they were supposed to be for Jalen Williams, uh, the the guard and, the and not Jalen Williams the forward, um, including a first team because like I mean if you voted Jalen Williams first team all rookie like I don't yeah. I, that seems almost as egregious as Mark Jackson leaving uh, yeah. leaving Jokic off of he was, he was one vote from being unanimous all first that's team. how much attention got yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was one vote uh, one vote away from being unanimous but all te- uh, unanimous all team, and there was one first team uh, vote for Jalen uh, Jalen Williams the uh, the uh, the uh, the big. Um, so I mean, it seems like it seems like there was a mistake there, and I mean, it was something that was going to happen, <laughs> right? Like they just don't pay attention. What I mean, these are the same people who forgot Andrew Nebhardt. Yeah. So I mean, this, what what I, percentage of voters do you think? Like realistically, do you think actually watch the games? 
I mean, what is the games? I mean, I, I like. I think well, watch, I watched watch the players that like the rookies. Like, yeah, like I think I watched. I, I think I watch a lot of games, and I probably only watched maybe like twenty percent of the NBA games throughout it, the regular it, season. You really can't watch every single yeah. game. And and so like it's unreasonable, I think, to ask that. But like I think you know one of the things that I'm going to try to strive for next season is I, I like I saw somebody uh, doing this on Twitter where they have like a set amount of games they're watching of every team is like the goal. I think I'm going to do that. But like, I think that there should be a, even if you're a beat reporter and I get that you're doing a lot of traveling and you got to do your writing, you got to watch the games that you're responsible for, but you got to, if you're going to have a vote in these things, there should be an expectation that you've at least seen each of the teams play at least 10 or 15 times. Here's my question. If you're getting paid to do this and that's your entire profession, your entire personality is, is to know what you're voting on is it too much to ask that you get on league pass and watch the condensed games because what they they put those down into like 10 minutes 20 minutes i mean i did that a few times this season it was it was pretty good i mean you lose some context for some plays but i mean you're getting the gist of it and you can see you can actually see the players playing no, exactly. Like I mean, I like I I definitely agree. I think if you're if you've been given the responsibility to submit a vote on this stuff, you should you should be going into it with at least a monicum of understanding of what every team is working with, you know. Um, and the thing is, is like with Andrew Nebhard, you know, it's not even like excusable. Like basically, what you're saying is you just didn't see Indiana play at all, right? Because like he was in the starting lineup every fucking game this season. Right, he was the he was he was getting more minutes than Matherin throughout the entire season, right? But you're just like looking at you're looking at box scores, obviously, and you're just looking who scored higher. Well, think you know? about this: of the the ten rookies that made first and second team, how many of those players were in the playoffs? Yeah, do you know? I mean, I don't. I I I, I wouldn't imagine very many. Let's see, like um, Egan Murray. Yeah, I was gonna say just the one, right? Yeah, because yeah. like Tari Eason made it, and that's the other thing is how is Tari Eason making the list? Like I, I just like Tari Eason deserved to make the list, but like he, he kind of is like the same kind of deal as Andrew Nepar, but at least Tari Eason was a lottery pick, I guess. But yeah, I just like it just doesn't make sense to me. Like people are watching Houston more than that they're watching Indiana. Indiana had like one of the most exciting players in the league last yeah. season. I don't understand like what happened. I, I did not. I mean, personally, did not enjoy watching Houston play at all this year. I only watched like three or four Houston games. I, I, I only know Tari Eason, uh, Tari Eason from highlights mostly. Right. Like, I mean, like I, cause yeah. I'm, I'm not watching that crap. It was, it was a waste of time even watching Terrible the games that they played game. that I watched. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like Jabari Smith obviously makes it like even Jabari Smith, I think has less of a case to have made it than Andrew Nebhard, but obviously he was going to make it. He was a, he was a third overall pick, right? Or second overall pick, sorry. So, but like, this is what I'm saying. It's like, there's name recognition that goes into it more than anything. I think you see that as well on the all-NBA list where LeBron James makes it. When you could clearly tell, like, someone like Laurie Markkinen, I think, had a much better uh, case to make it. I know a lot of people are... Or Anthony Davis. Uh, hammering on... Well, I mean, Anthony Davis, like, how many games did he play? Like, wasn't it, like, 50-something? Like... I mean, look it up. Let me bing that. Bing. Let me just uh, go ahead. Love you, Bing. Love you, dude. 
56 games. So yeah, like he didn't even. Like, he... I would have taken the under. <laughs> I would have too. LeBron had 54 oh, games. So I guess if we're gonna if we're gonna put go. the, if we're gonna put LeBron on, Anthony Davis definitely deserved to have been on there. But like I know a lot of people. I think a lot of people are like uh, calling out uh, Randall um, for being on it, but I think that like LeBron James has like has less of a case to have been on the All NBA team. He's clearly just there because he's LeBron James. Like I mean, like obviously he's a good player. Like I would argue he's still probably a top twenty five, top thirty player in the league, but he's not. He's not to the level. He didn't have the same season that he would. He, they, he didn't have the same season that. Uh, would have would have put him in the top fifteen, and he certainly didn't play enough games. He had multiple long stretches, and then obviously his team performed like crap uh, throughout the entire regular season, um, up until the very last month. So like I mean, where he wasn't playing, right? Like his team his team turned it around while he wasn't there. So I mean, I don't know. Like when it comes to a lot of this stuff, I think it's just name recognition. People are just like, okay, I'm just gonna autofill with with the names I recognize. I don't really know what I'm talking about, and that's that's their contributions to the vote. Maybe, and then, but I, I wonder how much that'll change when it goes positionless next season. Because that, that is next season that it goes positionless. It is. Right? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it will be next season that it goes positionless. I don't know. The CBA hasn't been ratified fully yet. I don't believe that the actual like oh. language. To it hasn't been finalized. They've only agreed to it in, uh, um, in circumstance, uh, or like uh, agreed to it in terms, but they haven't actually hammered out the details yet. So, get in, um, there. Get in the room, hammer it out. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to be next season or the season after. I know that a lot of the uh, the iron apron thing that everyone's talking about, or the lead apron uh, with the increased luxury tax uh, penalties, uh, that's not going to take into effect next season. So they're gonna get, they're gonna get two season leeway apparently before those uh, those changes come into effect, which also should coincide with a, a calorie a, sorry salary cap spike uh, from the new TV deals that are going to be signed within the next year or so. So um, that said, uh, was there any any other thoughts you guys had about uh, any of the All NBA or defense teams, Baldy? You look like you're thinking. Nope, no thoughts, no notes. Never. never I got a thought. thought. These guys are the rookies who made the all-rookie team. The last success if you make more than you miss. That's my baldy yeah. thought. Um, I did. Uh, I did see a lot of NBA players uh, upset about Lou Dort not making the All NBA team. He also did. He also, uh, or not All NBA, sorry, All <laughs> All Defense team. Only my dreams would Lou Dort make the All NBA team. He makes my All NBA. Um, but uh, Lou Dort, uh, Lou Dort also didn't ma- uh, didn't make the uh, snub list either. I think uh, there, a lot of people were pretty upset about that too. Um, I don't uh, like I don't like I don't know. Uh, um, obviously, Lou Dort had some really good games. He shut down Kawhi Leonard near the end of the season and kind of turned it himself around there. But he had a pretty slow start to the season, so I, I don't think that's as big a snub as people are making it out to be. But uh, it's nice to see a lot of NBA players who they think the best defenders are in the league, at the very least. Hmm. Do you remember when? So, oh, yeah. Like... I mean, ob- obviously, like, if there's one thing that people consistently say about Atlanta, it's that it's a Hawks town, first, <laughs> second, third, and fifth. Um, Absolutely. No, but, yeah, they, they, they haven't won anything of any import recently in the state of nope. Georgia. Not a nope. single thing. 
No, no, and no other no, sports. No, it's no. definitely basketball, basketball town, basketball, basketball capital of the world. Yeah, a, say. I've heard people refer to Phillips Arena as Mecca. You're listening to the Full Court Press podcast. All right, we're back and better than ever. Uh, this is the Full Court Press podcast, the only podcast made by fools for fools. We're going to be talking about our eliminated team. So, as everybody's aware, the second round of the playoffs is recently con- uh, uh, concluded, and we have four new teams that are starting their off seasons. So, uh, the first team uh, we want to talk about, Duke, who do you want to mention first? Oh, let's talk about the Suns. Let's not and say we the did. Suns? All right. So the Suns obviously they made their first move of the offseason by uh, uh, by terminating their coach Monty Williams. They are now they are now going half Monty. This is the third time um, you've made that joke. <laughs> it's only the second time I made it. Duke made it once. Third, um, I'm attributing so... <laughs> it to you. <laughs> so uh, so right now um, as it stands uh, the. Uh, the Suns have seven players currently under contract going into next season. Two of them are non-guaranteed. Those are Cameron Payne and Chris Paul. The other, the other five contracts are Ishmael Wainwright, Landry Shamet, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Everybody else is a free agent um, or an RFA. So, uh, Sandy, who do you want to keep from last uh, season? I decided I was going to let my attorney badly to handle this question. Badly, take it away. Kevin Durant. That's it. Yep. Booker gone. Yep. F-mall. Booker out. They all. All right. Lost so you season. heard. You heard it from your first, folks. Sandy says he wants to trade oh, Booker. Well, unfortunately, right. that's not what Sandora says. Sandora <laughs> says keep Booker, keep Durant. Everyone else can go. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, uh, so you want uh, you want Chris Paul out? So obviously, the new uh, latest rumor is is that James Harden is pushing hard huh. to uh, to uh, get moved. Uh, get moved to the Suns, and uh, I guess uh, Sandy, what are your thoughts there? I like I like Harden. I think it's a good enough fit. You know, he's he he took on more of a passing role this year. He's never been a great defender, so he's not going to shore up anything there. But he'll be good distributing the ball. The issue here, think... once again, oh, 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 before I even get into that, he'll be more fast paced running the offense than Paul was. Yeah, like I mean, I think. Like I think offensively right now, when it comes to running an offense, Chris Paul is not as good as uh, James Harden is at, at this period of time. Also, you mentioned the defense. I think you know. I don't know about you. I I think that uh, James Harden has shown a penchant towards defense when he wants to, um, and I think that uh, I think that uh, he would be an improvement over what you're getting out of Chris Paul right now, who is once again 38 years old. Um, I touch the thing is. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is, is obviously, you know, James Harden, he he has a uh, player option. He can choose to opt out of it and sign with uh, sign with the Suns. The Suns are already over the sal- uh, salary uh, of, of the luxury tax, so they would require a sign and trade. And they obviously don't have a lot of assets to trade um, since they gave up almost all of their tradable draft picks, or they did give up all their tradable draft picks to get Kevin Durant. Um, I was thinking about this. How would they do this? Like, and I think that the competing rumors right now for James Harden are he wants to either go to the Suns or he wants to go to the Houston Rockets. And if you are the Philadelphia 76ers, 
you have to get something for Harden because you can't just sign somebody to replace him because uh, Hard, uh, because they're also over the salary cap. So they need to do a sign-in trade if Harden's going to leave. And they don't. They wouldn't get a sign-in trade if he goes to Houston. So Harden could really hold a lot of the cards when it comes to forcing a sign-in trade to Phoenix because alternatively, if they don't take whatever Phoenix is going to give them for him, then they won't, uh, they won't get anything at all, you know? Um, so I think like you could probably get him for, uh, you know, Chris Paul plus whatever salary filler would be required Landry to make Shamble. the difference. You know, I mean, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, if they fully max Harden, which I mean, if I'm Phoenix, I'm not fully maxing Harden. <laughs> like, I mean, that's just not an option for me at that point in time. Like, I'll give you like three. Uh, I'll give you three years. I'll give you thirty-five million. I think you could probably just do it for Chris Paul, salary wise, um, and you know. And basically, the 76ers have to just eat it because, like, it's better to have Chris Paul than it is to have nobody filling that position. You yeah. Know what I mean? So, my take on this is honestly that it hardly matters whether it's Paul or Harden. And I mean, it does, but the issue here is what the hell are we going to get from DeAndre Aiden? Is he going to show up? Is he going to perform? Or is he is he going to do what he does? Is he going to disappear when we need him? Is, is he not going to be aggressive? Is he going to be passive? Is, is he going to complain? Well, is he going to whine? Is he going to be or, or is he going to be yeah the number one overall draft pick that we know he can be? But his first playoff run, he showed how forceful and how good he could be. I don't know why we don't see yeah. that from him more often. I don't know what it is. He's got the talent. He just he, he's not aggressive. I mean, like, part of, like, you know, obviously this, the relationship between him and Monty right. had soured. Um, Tim McMahon in a previous Hoop Collective uh, revealed that they are going to be aggressively shopping him. Uh, there was some speculation that the termination of Monty would mean that you know, maybe that was coming from a place where they wanted to retain Aiton. Um, but, I mean, it just... Uh, but. Uh, counter-reporting suggests that Monty was always just going to get fired, right? Because he wasn't an Ishbia guy. So there's a, there is a, I think that like, if I'm, if I'm Phoenix, I'm trying to get as much value as I can out of a trade for Aiton, ideally getting a draft pick and a couple players. And then I can flip that draft pick for, you know, ideally another player and kind of fill in the depth of my roster. And, you know, just run with a combo, a combo at center of uh, Jock Lendl and uh, and Bismack Biombo. Like you could probably get both of those guys for relatively cheap. I think Jack uh, Jock Lendo, Landell showed in the Nuggets series that he was really your best. I center. think so, but I I think you gotta you gotta go a little bit further up with than, than Biombo. You gotta get someone with a little more impact. Biombo is fine yeah. as a third option or an emergency option. He, 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 you don't want him getting meaningful minutes for the full stretch run of the season. Yeah, no, you, you don't want if something happens to Jock that you're like, okay, it's Bismack, Biombo, and Dumboys. <laughs> no, uh, running, no. <laughs> running, running, ruck shot through the West. So that's fair. Like you know, I, I just like I wouldn't be like uh, like I wouldn't be too concerned about filling in that center position, given the fact that you know obviously they have to get they have to re-sign Land and Landell. He's not under contract. Bismack Biombo is neither under contract either. So there's going to have to be a new uh, uh, signing there. But you know. I, I mean, I think uh, like you know, real realistically, you could, you could. Uh, he's a restricted free agent. He hasn't shown very much in in a, a long run. So I think Landell, you could probably get relatively cheap. 
uh, re-signed, uh, which allows you to go and start filling in the depth, uh, trade uh, trade Aiton for some further depth down the roster and not necessarily f- fixate on who's going to play the center position. I mean, it's a gamble, obviously. The, uh, you know, Landell's very much unproven, but I think what you saw in the Nuggets series, while obviously he was still getting dominated by Jokic, I don't think that being able to shut down Jokic or being able to perform, uh, like uh, like being able to shut down Jokic, should be the benchmark for the center that you're you're going to be filling into that roster because I don't think that's a realistic option because those are only like one or two players in the league. Before uh, that series, I said that Aiton was better than most in the yeah. league at stopping him because and I told he you had, in the past, done very well against him defensively. Jokic is a different beast now. It's, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Well, you, like I mean, like the, the history that you guys were going off of is this is what Jokic was when he was the only player on his team. Um, the series that like everyone was citing when it came to the Suns and four and the the guy and all that all that shit, that was when Jokic didn't have Michael Porter Jr. That's when he didn't have Jamal Murray. That's when he didn't have uh, Aaron Gordon. You know, like I mean, KCP wasn't there. Like this is a completely different Nuggets team that is that uh, that is built for Jokic to have more options and he doesn't necessarily have to drive everything in the paint. The other thing is, is Jokic doesn't try hard enough on defense anymore to foul, get into foul trouble. Um, and that's good. That's good for the Nuggets because they need him on the floor. And, uh, you know, I think Aiton used to try to bully him a little bit and get him into foul trouble. And that got, uh, that, that became a bit of a hindrance for the, uh, for the Nuggets in the playoffs. And they just don't have to do that anymore. Especially because Aaron Gordon does a lot of the stuff that needs to be done down low on the defensive I, end. I was very impressed with Aaron Gordon the entire series. We we heard um, over the years with him in Orlando that uh, you know he 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 was great, but he was never going to be that guy. Um, he was just a dunk yeah. artist. He wasn't really a player that was going to go out there and compete at a high level. And he he showed how wrong that all those skeptics were in the playoffs against. So far, yeah, he's, he's been yeah, he's been kind of like the Andrew what Andrew Wiggins was to the Warriors last season. Like, that's what Aaron Gordon is this season. I mean, he went up against uh, went up against Durant. And Durant had what maybe his worst ever playoff series. And in his defense, they they, they were doubling a lot of minutes. constantly. He was very tired, worn out because of the minutes. Yeah. But he 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 did not have his shot. No, like and like his legs were out of him right from the beginning of yeah. the series too. Like, so I, I mean, it, that said, like I don't think like I think that that speaks more to the structural issues that was in the Phoenix team that we dis- we we identified before the playoffs even started. They weren't going to be deep enough. They mm-hmm. they had to like they had their superhero moments from Booker and they had had great moments from Durant as well. But even when they were doing that, that was enough to beat the Nuggets by five or six points. And every time they didn't have that, they were losing by t- uh, twenty or thirty points. Um, and it's it was it just wasn't enough. They didn't have uh, they didn't have the run uh, the run uh, that they they didn't have the run of players that they needed. And obviously injuries hit players that you knew injuries were going to hit. 
um, and the predictable outcome uh, came. So, I mean, it's going to be an important offseason for the uh, uh, for Phoenix. The window is not very big, so they got to make sure they hit this one out of the park because they're not going to have a lot more swings with this core of Booker and Durant, I don't think. At least not with Yeah, Durant. before we move on, I will say, to give myself a pat on the back and credit, I did say before the playoffs started they weren't going to win it this year. They do not have the depth. I said that. Yeah. But, and, and like I, I mean like it, the the reality is is like like they were the favorite going into the West um, this playoff and I think we've we all identified that it was uh, it was misguided faith because the team uh, the team just wasn't deep enough um, they they uh, you know if if the Clippers were healthy who knows if they even made it out of the first round because they didn't look very convincing in that first round series either that's fair let's move on to another ten. All right. Uh, so, uh, Duke, who do you want to talk about next? Which of the limited teams? I want to talk about the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> that just wasn't enough. <laughs> well, what do you want to contribute to the Phoenix Suns conversation? Oh, gosh. There's so much. Uh, I mean, I could fix the Suns right now. I could fix you. You know. <laughs> All right, Sandy, who do you want to talk about? No, man. Listen, listen, listen. Are you listening? I'm about to mute you. We're listening. You I mean, I, I, I can There's mute my, one. my headset. Here's how you fix the Suns. Steven John Nash. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Durant will be signing right up for that coaching uh, coaching hire again. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, Lou fulfills me. Pre-existing relationships. Yeah, I mean that was the key, a key for the Monty hire. Lufa okay. feels all Canadian. It hardly matters. Baldy has a thought. <laughs> so I did look up the odds for the next uh, Phoenix Suns coach, and Charles Barkley is coming in at fifty to one odds. What's he Take coming in? Take it now. I mean, he's going to be coming in first. Wow. That's where he's coming in. Um. So yeah, so Bar- uh, there you go. You got Barkley or Isaiah Thomas. Which uh, which is your choice uh, there, Sandy? A swift death. I don't think Matt Ishbia has the money to get Barkley to uh, to leave his current job. <laughs> I don't know, man. Money talks. I I wish that his name would just stay away though. Just stay on TNT. He's never has he ever even coached. I don't think so. Like what? What? Where is this coming from? Oh. Oh. Uh, BetOnline.ag. I'd advise you bet against it. <laughs> what is Take the AG? field. The AG stands <laughs> that for sounds awful legit. guesses. I don't know. It's one of those websites that I don't even want to click on because it looks a little you, shady. You, so. I would assume you're already <laughs> infiltrated by many, many malware bugs. He's gonna log yeah, off any second. Country now. code, internet. Country <laughs> I mean, that'll be unrelated. He's two for two so far. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Sandy, who do you got? Uh, who do you want to talk about next? You want to talk about Golden State, New York, or Philly? Let's talk about the Knicks. The Knicks. So, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on their offseason? Let me just pull them up in uh, Sport Track real quick here. So the Knicks have, I believe, 11 first-round picks over the next seven drafts. Uh, they have uh, the following players still under contract. Or, sorry, they have basically their entire roster coming back 
Uh, everybody's still under contract, it looks like, except for Dwayne Washington. Evan Fournier is on record as wanting out. Okay, well, yeah, that'll, that'll be a real harm for them. They'll probably have to give up assets to get rid of him. Uh, he's a, He's got $18 million due to him next season. He wants out because I'm <laughs> pretty sure his ass got benched yeah. a month into the he's, season. Uh, he's shamed yeah. at East. The... Fucking guy. Derek Rose is a club option uh, for uh, $15 million. We call them teams in the NBA, not clubs. That's a soccer thing. That's a baldy thing. Well, that's a club option is what it says on Sport Track. Yeah. So you got to take it up with them. Um, so, yeah, uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts uh, on the r- roster of the season? What, what do you think are the next steps for the uh, – the New York Knicks, Sandy. Okay, they're tricky. They're they're not an easy fix because their issue is Julius Randle's disappearing in the playoffs. And I know people are going to say, "Oh, he had the knee. Oh, he had this. Oh, he had that." It's not the it's first not time. The first though. time though. He the, the the last time the Knicks made the playoffs, Julius Randle had a great season, his best season of his career in the regular season, and playoffs showed up and he disappeared. They got torched by Trey Young. Trey Young was appearing on WWE in New York and getting boos because of how bad he buried that team. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, like you know, Randall has kind of shown who he is. Um, He's got a huge contract. Uh, with so he's got two more season, uh, two more seasons at twenty. So you got twenty five million coming next season, twenty seven million coming the season after that, and then he has a player option to take thirty million in two thousand twenty five, two thousand twenty six. That said, um, you know, so one of the things that I think that is going to be key to the New York off season, it's because it's either happening in this season or it's going to happen next off season. They're going big game hunting. Um, obviously, uh, there's been a massive meltdown with, uh, with two major superstars in the East, uh, both in, uh, Joel Embiid and, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Both of them, uh, have, have been rumored to be targets, uh, for the, uh, the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks also have other smaller, uh, big game names such as, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, or Trey Young, if they want to, want to go, uh, go for one of those talents. But Julius Randle is a great salary filler when it comes to those types of trades and kind of building around, building around a foundation of Julius Randle, plus all of the draft assets they have, plus a couple of their young players. They could definitely be a, uh, put together an appealing offer for a number of these players. I'll try it again because my timing's been terrible. That said, uh, they for, for for certain have found their point guard. One hundred percent, they found their point guard. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. No, I mean everything they add from here on out is going to be building around Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is clearly, uh, he's clearly the guy for them. It is and hilarious. You've got Stephen A. Smith out here saying he wants Dame Lillard when Jalen Brunson was not the problem. No, no, like you, you can't be looking at like you can't be looking at the point guard position. You, if you're going to be adding a, if you're going to be adding a star, you're going to be looking to do winger, winger big, um, and because like it'd be redundant to chase after that uh, that position. It's the only position of strength for you. What are your thoughts, Duke? My thought is, what do you do with R.J. Barrett? Oh God, I forgot about him. Because um, R.J. Barrett had a great postseason. Yeah, but I mean, do you really think he's? 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think about him. I think he's oh, he's fine. He's he's an okay player, but well, let me ask you. I'm looking at this R.J. Barrett contract here. We got R.J. Barrett is he's got three years left, twenty five million, twenty seven million, twenty nine million. Would you rather be paying that contract, or would you rather be paying what another eliminated team is going to be paying for this player here? Just one second. Let me just pull up the Golden State Warriors, Jordan, Jordan Poole. So Jordan Poole has, uh, is going into next season with $27 million, following up with a $29 million, $31 million, $34 million. Hmm. Which uh, contract would you prefer to have? I mean, yeah, but that's not really the Knicks' problem, right? They don't they don't have to deal with Jordan Poole. <laughs> well, I think what, what I'm saying what I'm saying is like I, I mean R.J. Barrett twenty uh, twenty four million dollars given what his contributions are. Um, I would definitely have agreed with you if this was Game Two of the Cleveland series, but ever since like that, he's been easily their second or third best player, probably their third best player behind uh, Quentin Grimes. Um, and, uh, was one of their most consistent offensive threats. I don't know if Barrett's the person you have to be concerned with if you're, if you're them. Like, I mean, what you're, what you're looking at for the Knicks is you're looking at maybe upgrading on the wing position, uh, obviously if you can get that, but I mean, Julius Randle seems to be more of the, the bad egg, um, if anything on that roster. It's not that that's not looking good either. (laughs) Yeah, Um, no, I mean like, yeah. If there's a trade for Giannis, who, who, I mean, it's it would involve Randall and Barrett. Yeah, I mean, Warren. that would get you the salary plus yeah. the picks. Okay, right? Yeah, yeah, and I and I I don't necessarily think that's a bad move. Um, I mean, I think if you have Barrett and Rand, if you have Barrett and Randall in in Milwaukee plus all those picks, you can have you can you could foresee them building a core that could get you into the seventh or eighth or in, in the plan on a regular mm-hmm. basis with that core. Um, so, I mean, it's not like a full eject button, but I mean, if I'm Milwaukee and I'm doing that, I'm probably going to try to flip Randall and Barrett for more picks and young players to kind of hit that full eject button. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think like, I think that like, if you're it, it, like, I think if you're trading with New York, you can pull off like a trade, that like that uh, Utah did for uh, for Donovan Mitchell, where you're getting enough play, where you're getting enough good players to stay good. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be something. I don't think if you're Milwaukee, you're feeling too good about losing one of the best three. Players oh, I, like I don't think it. like I don't think Giannis is moving this season. Whether he takes that, that, whether he takes that uh, contract extension or not. If you're Milwaukee, unless you're explicitly told by Giannis he doesn't want to come back, you can't you can't move from him. Like what what other choices do you have? Like that'd be an insane eject button to press. No. That said, with uh, Philly on uh, on the other hand, depending on what happens with the Harden situation, depending on what they're gonna do because of their cap situation, you know, there is a possibility where you could you could envision uh, Embiid just hitting the eject button. And that could be something we could see happen this season. Oh, but I, wanted, I mean, I would love for that to happen. I mean, it would make me happy to hate New York again. <laughs> yeah, they were a little too much fun this year. I enjoyed yeah. them. Liking the New York yeah. Knicks was uh, liking the New York Knicks was a a weird and yucky feeling. So in my on R.J. Barrett, 
it took him a few years to kind of find his footing. He averaged about 20 points this year, 19.8 to be exact. But those first few years, people weren't sure if he was going to pan out. He was, he's, he's not going to live to his potential as a top three pick, but I think he's, he's proven himself to be a pretty solid contributor. Um, I think his position should be safe there. Uh, I think I'd definitely prefer him over pool. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, like, there's a there's a lot like there's a lot worse things to be uh, questioning right now in the in the league, um, even on that team. Like, I mean, between uh, between uh, Fournier, between Randall, um, you're looking at a you're looking at a lot of messes in the in that cap situation already for the Knicks that they need to figure out ways to clean up. Uh, R.J. Barrett. I mean, twenty three, uh, twenty three million dollars for a guy who's giving you twenty points a night. Pretty good. Uh, relative, uh, like relatively efficiently, and he was good, decent defensively. You know, they had him, uh, they had him working with uh, Josh Hart on, on Butler. And now, granted, they lost that series, but the fact that you felt com- comfortable enough to do that, I mean, you gotta, you gotta ask yourself, like, like that can't <laughs> for twenty three million dollars. That's that's not a bad deal. Like, I don't know if that that that's certainly not the spot that I think that uh, I would be uh, targeting, um, at the very least. Oh my god! Sorry, I just uh, pulled up uh, Fournier's contract. He's got another two years left on it. <laughs> Good luck uh, with that. Man. Yeah, they're gonna have to ship something. Like they want to get rid of him, they're gonna have to ship something with it. That's for sure. Speaking of Josh Hart, All right, before we move on, uh, he is a free agent. Yep. Or well, he's not. He's a. Uh, he's got a non-guaranteed option. For the team, so the team can choose to pick up that option for twelve million. I think it's a player option, isn't it? Is it a player option? Because in Spotrack, it doesn't highlight it as a player option. I, it just says it just says non He's expected to be a free agent. But okay, maybe it he, is a player he is option. a guy to go back to Phoenix. So I would love to see as a son. Now we can move on. I would love him in Phoenix. I would imagine that would be very difficult to pull off. Because I don't think he's going to get mid-level exception money. I think with his time with the Knicks made him a lot of I money. I think I agree with you there. He's gonna he's gonna make some money there wherever he goes, and he deserves it because he was very good yeah. all year long. Yeah, he was. It is a player option. He's he, he's going to get paid out of that. It's twelve point nine. Yeah, he's not going to make like if he has a player option. He, there's no reason for him to take the twelve. He he's gonna he, he's probably going to be looking at at least three years, twenty million like kind of deal, right? So. Which is going to put him out of the mid-level exception, which means that if Phoenix were to grab him, it would have to be in a signing trade. Which, I mean, for a player of that level, I don't know if that's what you're you're really looking to do. Um, unless, of course, uh, New York really wants to upgrade on Mitchell by picking up Aiden, <laughs> which I'm not sure. Mitchell Robinson by picking up Aiden, which I'm not sure is really as big an upgrade as you might think it is. But I would take that trade in a heartbeat. No on that. Yeah, no, for sure. Oh my god, if you guys got Hart and Mitchell Robinson for Dayton, yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> All of a sudden, that team looks a lot better. <laughs> you might even be able to keep Chris Paul. And that, the, let's not get like crazy here. Let's not get crazy here. You have you almost have a full starting five uh, in that situation. That'd so, uh, Baldy, <laughs> you want to talk dubs or sixers? Golden State, baby. Dub Nation. All right. So Golden State has the, I would say, 
I don't know who has the more pivotal a pivotal offseason, the Suns or the Golden State Warriors, but Golden State has a big one for sure. So Draymond Green is on a has a player option for twenty seven and a half million dollars that he's likely going to decline. Uh, Clay Thompson is coming into the last year of his forty th- uh, of his max ex- uh, max extension that he signed prior to his knee issues, um, and it's rumored that he's going to be looking for a max extension. Obviously, we've already touched on the Jordan Poole contract, uh, which is looking worse and worse with every passing moment. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, also another player with a player option. Um, and then they also have play, uh, contributors such as uh, Jamichael Green uh, and, uh, uh, and Anthony Lamb hitting free agency. Um, so yeah, they have a lot, a lot to decide. They're already, uh, they are already $48 million over the luxury, uh, luxury tax, which put, would put them in the lead apron. So they have to obviously consider that with any decisions they're going to be making, um, in the next, uh, in the next few off seasons. So Duke, if you're the golden state warriors, how are you fixing this problem? Oh man. I don't think there is much fixing it. You kind of got to ride it out. Um, I don't know what they do with Draymond. I mean, I think he's gone. From well, there's also rumors that Jonathan Kaminga wants a wants to be guaranteed a starting a, 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 a like an actual role, or he wants to be traded. You gotta earn that, buddy. Yeah, on that team especially. Yeah, I mean, I, I like him too. I think he's he could be something special eventually, but um, <laughs> that's that's interesting. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, it was it was in the it was in a Woj uh it was in a Woj article that was uh, part of uh part of what their big de- uh, big uh, end of season discussions are and also their general manager um right Bob Myers Bob Myers is up for a con- like a, his contract is expiring and there's word that he may he may not want to continue in his position um in Golden State Steve Kerr is, has uh, made mention of possible retirement in the next season or two so obviously this is you know they've had a had a damn near decade run and it's it's coming to a halt relatively quickly um I don't know if they like I don't know if all hope is lost but it's definitely a messy situation so you're saying you, do you think that they're going to move on from Draymond uh, I mean, I believe so. His he's got a player option, but it sounds like he's going to opt out. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good move or not for him, but I mean, I think that he could probably get like sixty sixty million or something like that from a team, whether it's Golden State Warriors sixty over three is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's from the Golden State Warriors or somebody else, like he's got a very limited time to get more money like obviously he was a second round draft pick he was under team control for a very long time this was his first big contract that he's coming on uh, coming out of the end of mm-hmm. so if he can extend that as far as possible i think it's gonna it makes the most sense for him um obviously as a 33 year old getting a th- if he can get a two or three year contract taking him into his mid 30s i think that i would be all over that if i was him um what do you guys think draymond green Hits free agency, and uh, and the way the uh, the way the Golden State Warriors uh, make up for that is they sign Dylan Brooks on the mid level exception. Honestly, do I don't like the fit that much. 
<laughs> yeah, it would be. It, it's not the same role. Like obviously, Draymond Green plays more of a big than uh, uh, than Dylan Brooks, who plays it, like more. It gets a little position, awkward. But yeah, because <laughs> when you have him and Wiggins, who plays the three, who plays the four? They're both kind of a similar build, similar size. Yeah. I mean, Brooks obviously a better defender, but you you take away Draymond's ability to defend all five positions. Yeah, I mean, like the one good thing about the uh, about Draymond moving on is it gives a lot more room for Ke- uh, Kevon Looney, who had a real coming out party. I felt like this uh, playoff, um, but he's always he's always played limited minutes, so it'll be interesting to see um, if he can get if he can take a, a larger role on during the regular season. Um, and if that, if that becomes available to him because Draymond's not there. And then like you mentioned, Andrew Wiggins bumping him into like a playing, like a more of a, a stretch four position. Um, and maybe, and maybe that's your opportunity to play the three guard lineup with Curry pool and Thompson. Well, you just um, said the guy who I wanted to bring up his name, uh, Clay Thompson. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see him during that Lakers series? Yeah, no, I mean, Clay Thompson hasn't uh, Clay hasn't looked like Clay for a uh, while, um, but yeah, it seems like the shot is something he's gotta he's gotta find again because throughout it wasn't just the Lakers series like he didn't look good um, in the Kings series either. He had the one good game and he had one good game as well in L.A. But um, but having one good game out of six. Obviously, Jordan Poole completely shit the bed, and he deserves all the criticism that he's been getting. Um, but Clay Thompson, you know, he's he's kind of skating. He may be skating on mm-hmm. reputation. He may be skating yeah. because Poole is just that much worse. But you know, he, he, paying forty three million dollars for the performance that you got uh, out of him—that's uh, so that's dude, a pretty bad right look. now. If I was to ask you, who do you think is the best duo in the NBA? Who would you say? Hmm. Jokic Murray. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I think probably Booker and Durant. Who would you say, Luka? I mean, just on sheer talent. Baldy, Jokic who would you Murray. Thelma Louise. Ooh, that's a yeah, stole it right out. Would you believe me if I told you that there's a member of the sports media? Who said in February of this year that the best duo of the NBA is Steph Curry and Clay Thompson? Yeah, I would believe. Are that. they from San Francisco? Uh, no, they're from Los Angeles. <laughs> is it Marcus Spears? No. They are on are Fox. They on Fox? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh no, that, this isn't my bit for you later. Just, you just can be bringing up it. another terrible tank. Uh, Colin Coward in February said. <laughs> He's the number one duo in the NBA this February of this year. Um, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, and I was thinking to myself, "Did you, is this a take that was pulled out of 2017?" But I looked at the list, and Luca and Kyrie's on there, and Booker and Durant's on there. I'm like, "Oh shit!" No, this isn't an old image. This is new. Did you, did Murray and Jokic make it? Because they let me double check. <laughs> No, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say no. So I mean, like if you ask me what what I would what I would be doing is I would be probably like saying goodbye to Green because I don't know how you can keep him. Yeah. Um, and I'd be looking to try and shop Pool 
I don't know, like selling now on pool is probably not a good idea because you're selling as at, at a stock that's as low as it can go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be trying to retool the team around obviously Steph Curry and and probably cave on cave on Looney and uh, Wiggins. I think those are your main main pieces, and ideally, uh, Moody and Jonathan Kaminga can kind of step up. I, if I was the Golden State Warriors, I would be looking at trying to get um, uh, trying to get Dante DiVincenzo to stay. Um, but you know, I don't think he's going to want to make four million dollars. He was a pretty he showed that he was a pretty decent backup point guard. Um, and I imagine he's going to get a little bit of attention on the open market. So I don't think that's a that's something that will uh, that'll work out for them. But you know. Uh, it'll be, it'll be a, it's a difficult one for them. They're, they have a lot of really important franchising, franchise moving decisions that come in this next, uh, next two to three Jokic month period. Top 10. They did. They did? Yeah. Underneath oh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. I mean, even the, even acknowledging Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo suggests that he, uh, at least, uh, <laughs> turned on the news that day. We, we got more from him later. <laughs> All right, so uh, what do you guys think about Philly? Obviously, we touched a little bit on the James Harden news. Um, like he still has a player option; he can opt into it. They still have the option of uh, resigning him if he opts out of it. So that that is still available on the table. Um, as of right now, Doc is still the coach. Uh, although James Harden did have a didn't have any endorsements for Doc in his exit interview. And then obviously uh, Joel Embiid uh, said that you know it can't just be him and James; it, it has to be the whole team um, that that gets better in the off season because uh, it's a five on five. You don't play two on five. That's true. Personally, uh, I love a good Philly. Right Philly cheesesteak. That's a top five sandwich. Hmm. I mean, personally, top I five really think five? they uh, they need to get some help for Joel Embiid. He can't do it on his own. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, Tyrese Maxey is coming into the last year of his rookie contract, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he's going to be looking for an extension. Um, they still have PJ Tucker there for $11 million. Tobias Harris is going to be earning just under $40 million in the last year of his contract. Uh, and they also still have, uh, uh, DeAnthony Melton, uh, for $8 million on, on the books going into last year of his contract. So they, they do have some of their, uh, some of their team, uh, still there. Key free agents, uh, Paul Reed, George Niang, um, Paul Millsap, obviously, uh, shake Milton, Mac McClung. Uh, so, uh, Sandy, what, what are you doing if you're, uh, you're Philly this off season? Well, you got to prioritize making sure that if Harden leaves, you get something for him, obviously. Um, I, I think that the best option yeah. is an option that's not a great one, and that would probably be Chris Paul, considering um, Harden has a lot of power there. <laughs> and it's not me being Suns Homer. It's me saying Harden has a lot of power in the decision-making there. Because he can just leave and, and you get nothing. Yeah, He's a free agent. So, I mean, he, 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 he can go he to, to freaking Oklahoma City. He can go to New York. He can go to Guam. I don't know. Yeah, he could go to Oklahoma City. I imagine they have the cap uh, space. For I it. think with Philly, um, here's my interesting take: uh, when Jalen Brunson got out of Dallas, we saw how great he was, and Tyrese Maxey has shown flashes. When he gets out from under Embiid, do we think he's going to have the same 
kind of blow up. I love Tyreek's Maxi. One of my greatest displeasures in the league. And to be honest, and this may be just me having uh, having an addiction to these like you know wiry point guards that are just a little bit crazy and out of control. Um, I also kind of like Jordan Poole's game. <laughs> so, um, but you know, like uh, when Jordan Poole's cooking, he's a really fun player to watch. And Tyrese Maxey is the exact same way. And one of the greatest displeasures I have in my life is that Tyrese Maxey, one of my favorite players to watch, is a, uh, a Philadelphia <laughs> 76er. Uh, and I don't ever want to watch guy. them. Uh, well, that doesn't matter so much to me, but to I me. imagine. I, yeah. <laughs> and I but like yeah, no, too. I mean, I mean, if I could get Tyrese Maxey on the Raptors tomorrow, I probably would do it. Like, if it meant like you know, I have to say goodbye to Pascal or something like that, and we have to take back Tobias Harris along with it. Yeah, do it. Wow. Just do it right now. Like, get get that trade done immediately, um, because I just like I think he's. He's got a. I think he's an all star. He's probably not like an all NBA player, but I definitely think he's got all star potential. He's definitely a player that you could uh, have as your second or third option on a on a championship level team. And I think he showed that. Like number of these playoff games, like we talk, like James Harden obviously had a couple big playoff games, but you know Tyrese Maxey was the reason why they won that first game in Boston. You know he's the he was also the guy who put the uh, put the Celtics away in the in game five. He's always there to hit the dagger, um, and really just kind of put uh, uh, put the put the foot on the throat of the opponent. Obviously, he can't carry the team by himself, and unfortunately, because of uh, James Harden being there, he doesn't have the ball in his hands nearly as much as you know he could um, if James oh, Harden sure wasn't there. Um, but you know, um, but you know, like like even when like uh, James and Embiid were down, like you were seeing, he was able to put put down in in the uh, during the regular season, he was able to put down thirty points a night and facilitate an offense. And you know, they won some of those games, they lost some of those games. So I don't think he's like an all star, like an all NBA level player. But I think you know he's he's definitely has a lot of talent. Um, that said. You know, I agree with you. Obviously, if uh, they can't resign Harden, like I think they have, like I would prioritize resigning Harden because I don't know if what you're going to get for Harden that will be better than that, and your championship window is immediate. But if you can't resign Harden, then you have to get something for him because you obviously can't replace him um, very easily on the open market, and you don't have the resources that you had prior to trading for Harden. Um, that's and then obviously the big uh, the big question mark I think right now in the, in the immediate future that needs to be answered is are you keeping Doc or not and Duke what are your thoughts Doc Rivers does he need to does he stay or does he go I I'm surprised that nothing's happened on I that think front already gone. um I think yeah he's got to be gone we thought he was gone last season last off season. <sighs> Yeah, well, the thing is, is their their owner is kind of stingy, like rep- reputedly stingy when it comes to coaching contracts. Um, he didn't want to fire Brett Brown until he was in the last year of his contract, and that was the reason why Brett Brown stayed around maybe one or two seasons longer than people thought he should have. Um, and Doc's got three seasons left on his. Um, so three se- uh, three seasons, twenty million, I believe, is what he said in his exit interview. So, I mean, if you want to cut him a check for $20 million, then he'll walk away and he'll be happy to play some golf. Otherwise, he's coming back next season. They can, they can trade him. <laughs> I mean, that was the discussion last season. That was the discussion last season yeah. with the Lakers, right? But um, obviously, coaching tra- coaches' trades uh, are not something that you commonly see, and I don't think we would see it for Doc because I think the, I think the, uh, the book is written on what Doc is as Doc a coach nowadays. Yeah. I think um, 
Yeah. yeah. Back when he was a championship coach and didn't have, uh, what was it, a 10-game losing streak in yeah. knockout games in the second round. <laughs> One player whose name didn't come up is Anthony Melton. And I'm excited to see what he does for more offseason under his belt because he's got a lot of talent. Yeah. And he's going to be a problem as well for the uh, for the 76ers because like it'll be interesting to see if they, he sticks around um, because either him or Maxi are probably going to have to go this offseason because they're going to have to re, uh, they're going to have to give extensions to either of them um, because they're both coming into contract years. Both of them are going to be looking for a very similar number, I'd imagine. Um, and the rea- uh, the reality is is that with the new uh, luxury tax rules, they're not going to be able to function with Embiid, Harden. Maxi and Melton all uh, and T- uh, Tobias Harris will be coming off the books, but uh, next season. But uh, but all like you can't be you can't be carrying around like four or five max contracts, even if they're at different levels. So it'll be interesting to see if DeAnthony Melton stays. I don't know if the like if I'm choosing between Melton or Maxi, I'm going to be choosing Maxi. But you know, obviously, it, it I don't make those decisions. I think the upside uh, of uh, Melton defensively. Maybe long term makes him the better option, but in the short, in like like the current term right now, better game is probably Maxi. But uh, like also, you have to think like Harden. If you're going to be trusting Harden, how long can you trust him? Uh, at what level? Uh, like at what age is his playmaking going to diminish to such a point where you want him to play off the ball? And who do I rather? Who Maxie. would I rather taking control? Uh, taking control of that period of time, Maxi or Melton? I'm I'm going to go Maxi. I think that's a harder skill. Yeah. To replace, like I mean, they already have McDaniel's and such to kind of like kind of step in as a wing defender. Uh, they have PJ Tucker, so Melton I think is an easier talent to replace on their existing roster, even. Um, but even in general, he might be an easier talent to replace, not necessarily point for point, but in uh, but uh, at least comparatively than Maxi would be, especially given how old uh, their their core stars are. I think Maxi would be a better investment for me personally, but once again, I don't make these decisions. I'm, that's not my job, so um, that's just what I would probably uh, lean towards doing. What do you think, Duke? How many times did you have to remind yourself that Tobias Harris is on this team? Because I think every time I watched them play, I was just surprised that he was on the team. I get shocked at how much he's paid when that's I look crazy. at sport, or sport track. Um, but like when I watch the games, like I mean. I don't know. I see a lot of 76ers games playing playing as a Ra- like watching the Raptors games and then obviously watching the playoffs. So I mean, Tobias Harris like, I don't know about you guys, but I would say he was probably their most consistent player in these playoffs all all both series. He was the only player who decided to show up for game 7 for sure. Um he gets a lot of shit for being uh for being the guy they decided to max instead of Jimmy Butler. But at the period of time when that happened, that was what the league was saying. Like Jimmy Butler was cooked; he was old. He was not gonna. Get, he didn't deserve a max, and that's why the only team that was willing to give it to him was the Miami Heat, and that was why the only team he signed with was the Miami Heat. Um, you know, so like, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a shame that that's what has happened to his reputation, Tobias Harris. Uh, I love to see him get moved um, in this offseason. It sounds like he's going to be a salary dump this offseason. I think whatever team picks him up. I wouldn't just buy him out because I think that if you uh, if you wanted uh, wanted a number two or th- uh, number two or three option offensively, I think he still got it. Like he showed throughout this playoffs that he can be a reliable play- uh, player, both defensively and offensively, and he's willing to accept the role that you give him. 
It's wild with him that he's only 30. And he's been yeah. in the league for so long. He's been on so many teams. Yeah. yeah. Like his, he was a he was in Detroit. He was in Orlando. Yeah. Yep. He was in LA. He started yeah. off with the Bucks. Did he start off with the Bucks? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he was traded to Orlando. I don't even remember that. Season. So Do you remember when? It it lives forever. It rises from the ashes once it well, dies. It doesn't live so... forever. It just yeah. keeps getting reborn. Yeah. Well, it also it keeps clearly on dying. has a very painful moment where it bursts into flames and is burnt into ashes. How, how do you now? How do you know it's painful? Have you ever burned into flames? flames? Like I've I've definitely burned myself before. I can I can. But you have that it's not the most flames. experience. If it was my entire body as I had turned into ash, I would imagine it would not be any more enjoyable. I think it would be instantaneous. <laughs> I don't think it would hurt at all. I think it's just a snap of the fingers. Oh, hey, I'm frozen I mean, from the ashes. I feel, like, I feel like, you know, this is a great opportunity for our first science experiment. And that's exactly what the suns are going to do this year. They're going to rise from the ashes. <laughs> They're going to burst into flames. <laughs> and hopefully they get reborn with a 20-year-old Chris Paul. Trade this motherfucker. Get him off my team. <laughs> You're listening to the Fool Court Press Podcast. And we're back and better than ever. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fool Court Press Podcast, the only podcast made by Fools for Fools. We're going to be talking about series breakdowns. Baldy, which series would you like to talk about first? The Lakers, Nuggets, or Celtics Heat? Uh, let's go with the the one I'm least interested in, uh, Lakers, Nuggets. Lakers, Nuggets. Awesome. So, uh, so Duke, what are the things you're going to be watching out for in this uh, Lakers, Nuggets matchup? Uh, I think it's going to be Nuggets and five. That's what I'm going to watch. For. That's all I got. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm watching out for. Yeah. Um, I Keep actually think out. it's going to be the. I think it's going to be Nuggets and five as well. Um, the, obviously the matchup everybody's talking about is how uh, Anthony Davis is uh is going to shut down Jokic, no. and um, I think one of the things that was uh clear in the Warriors series is if you have a good passer and you're able to get Anthony Davis to the top of the key, there is no rim defense for, uh, for the Lakers. And uh, you know, the, the nuggets have really great cutters. They have the best passing big man in the game. And if they want Anthony Davis to be covering Jokic, so he doesn't destroy them with his floater game in the post, I would just keep Jokic right at the top of the key or at the high post, and I would just have him just feeding cutter after cutter after cutter and just dissecting the entire uh, Lakers off uh, defense. And that's how I would probably play it. I like I don't think Jokic is going to be shut down as fast as everybody thinks he is. That's, that's my thoughts at least. Yeah, Sandy, what I, do you think? I'm not expecting this to be much of a defensive series. I don't think the Nuggets have an answer for Anthony Davis offensively. Did you guys know that LeBron's only scored 30 points twice this postseason? Yeah, LeBron's been a non-factor for most of the point postseason. Like, so I was like thinking about it. Like, when you talk about the defensive a- aspect of the game, like what I would do is I would have Aaron Gordon probably on Anthony Davis mostly, um, 
I don't think he's going to be able to do it by himself, but you know, it, it, with some help in the double team, maybe have Jokic coming and helping. I would not have Jokic covering Anthony Davis pri- primarily, though, because you don't want the foul trouble. Um, but having Anthony Davis on like LeBron or another non-shooter like Vando, I think uh, letting him be like more of a help defender, I think would uh, would really. Uh, would really open up the defensive options for Denver. Denver showed they were a pretty potent defensive team in uh, both their last two series. And I, I don't think that uh, the Lakers have a strong enough offense to really compete uh, with the defensive pressure that they're going to get from the uh, from the Nuggets, as well as the offensive uh, juggernaut that is the Nuggets. What are your thoughts, Duke? Uh, ditto. What you said. Yeah. Everything. Uh, any. Any X factors that you guys are looking out for? Uh, LeBron James. I think my biggest X factor. What is if this be entire Russell. playoffs, LeBron knew he didn't have to go full speed for them to win, and now that he's facing a real team, he shows up. Well, the, oh, man. well, he his big gate, his only big game really of this in playoffs the was the closing game, game the against playoffs. the Warriors. Thirty so people were like the first game, and he scored thirty yeah. in the last one and then he had a 2020 game when uh yes. when he didn't have dylan brooks yes. covering him against the because he got dylan brooks ejected for so, the, uh, the nuts i am that. going lakers in six. um love tap oh, yeah. uh, i'm going lakers you're going in lakers and in six interesting um so you have the lakers with their old ass team winning, game winning a game in denver huh interesting uh, well, I guess the game wins tomorrow, so we'll see. Um, I yeah, I agree with uh, Duke's initial assessment. I have uh, Nuggets in five. I think the Nuggets win games one, two, lose three, win four, and then come game five, they they uh, they, uh, they close them out. Um, yeah. yeah. Any other thoughts on uh, any other thoughts on this uh, series at all, Baldy? Uh, no, I'm taking the uh, the Nugget six pack. Nuggets and six. Nice. Six pack. I usually nuggets. go with the awesome. four. Uh, Ace the Rockies. Four count nug. You do the spicy nuggets. Boy, you can do six. But yeah. you, you get the toy when you get the four. Quit toying around. Oh, man. So speaking back to like Beanie Baby days, that used to be the thing. Just getting like that. Oh, no. I'm that's... getting off track here. I got a bunch of them. No, I mean, they're all right behind me. But most of those, uh, most of those McDonald's what do you think stores the are the best toy that McDonald's ever days. had was. Oh, they're back. Oh, in my in my youth, the ones that I always loved getting was the graphic hockey cards. Yeah. But I don't know if that's I, something I, that you guys did. Down I in, always uh, remember when the Pokemon movie came out because I was a big Pokemon fan. The golden cards that came in, like the Mewtwo, like those golden, those. Were yeah, great. I loved those. I have none of them now. So my... back in in 1997, when the Batman and Robin movie came oh, out, and like the Mister Freeze one, you could like save up or some shit, and like you get like this Mister Freeze like glass mug that had like I don't know, it was pretty cool. That's what I had. That was. For, Did you uh, look that up, Batman? For I was looking up when uh when the movie came out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, like, why are you using 1997? Have <laughs> they ever had any Son of the Mask toys? Probably no, not. No. <laughs> That would require somebody to have watched it. All right. So who wants to uh, who wants to start us off on the Celtics Heat? Sandy, you obviously have some thoughts about here about this. I'm taking the Heat. 
I'm I'm taking the heat and I'm taking um, the heat, okay. I'm taking the heat in five Do we have an amount of games? I'm taking the heat in five games. Five games. I saw okay. the Celtics struggle twice at home against the Sixers. When, no Embiid in game one. Harden goes up there and lights yeah. them up. And they're just hanging around. They, they had their way all yeah. night. And I think um, last year, I, I brought it up, they took them to seven, Miami did. I, I, I think that they're going to be playing motivated. I've had the Heat all playoffs. I, I do think they're going to beat them, and I think they're going to beat them quick. I mean, they've beaten everybody quick so far, really. Like, I mean, two losses to the Knicks and one loss to the to the Bucks. Um, I think that the Celtics are probably winning. I think it'll probably be in six. Um, I agree. The Celtics have not looked great at home uh, or consistent, and they have, you know, they just they just constantly are just constantly just playing around. They're not taking things seriously. Like I just. You know, it's uh, and that and that makes me nervous when it comes to the the Heat because the Heat are the consummate professionals. But I think the Heat have to play near perfect to beat Boston when they when they're good. Um, and then when we saw in the last game Boston played, when Boston plays near perfect, they're almost unstoppable, right? Like I mean, uh, when it comes to when it comes to X factors and such, like obviously the cha- the the series changed for the seventies uh, in the seventy sixers series for Boston. Once they started giving Time Lord some more minutes, um, inserting him into the starting lineup, I'm gonna go with my big uh, big prediction and uh, say that my X factor here is gonna be Time Lord. I think he's gonna provide the defensive fortitude that the uh, Celtics need to slow down a putrid uh, Heat offense. Um, I mean, the Heat offense in the Knicks series was just disgustingly bad. The Knicks were just worse. Um, and then, you know, from there, you got to hope that Brown and Tatum can do what they're supposed to do and, you know, put together a decent offensive performance, and that should be enough to win at least four games out of seven. I, I'm going to say four games out of six. Duke, what are your thoughts? Um, You know, what I think, well, here's what I think. I think the heat is on, guys. Body in the city when the heat is on. It's on the streets. Heat and five. <laughs> heat and five. God damn. So, so that shit. No, nah, I think it's heat, heat, and, heat and six. <laughs> I think the Celtics, they, they, uh, yeah. they're, they're a flawed team. They don't know how to close. Um when you know when they should yeah six or series should not have gone six games i mean it, it's like they want to play six games it's crazy <laughs> like, um, and like I, I think i think the heat as as flawed as the team as they are they know when to step on someone's throat and, and my man yeah, so, you, yeah it's like you're you're in my brain so lufa says we saw in game seven how good boston is when they play perfect or when they play like like to to their standards to their level there are very few coaches in the league who you can really say know how to adjust at this point in time who really know Mm -hmm. how to game plan and scheme and eric spolstra 
is probably like top three in that department. And he all he he has been for a long, long yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, like Eric Spolster has definitely uh, exercised his muscles against some lesser coaches, and I don't think Joe Missoula is going to be able to outcoach Eric Spolster. I just think that the talent disparity is, you know, just what it is, you know. Um, and uh, and the reality, like, I mean, like the thing is, is like if you watch that Knicks series, which unfortunately I watched every game of it, um, the Heat consistently run into these slugs that are five six seven eight ten minutes where they don't score anything because they don't have a good offensive team like they just don't have the tools don't make me say they if jimmy butler is good but jimmy butler is good but he's hurt um and he hasn't been the same since that ankle injury uh he didn't have one game where he took over kyle lowry you know kyle lowry is good but he's old um at the end of the day and they, they still won't have tyler hero back until the next series at the very earliest uh bam out of bio you know he's he's good but he doesn't ha- he doesn't he doesn't have the ability to keep up with a tatum or a jalen brown so when it, when it comes to uh, when it comes down to it i think that they uh, i think the boston celtics talent's gonna win out now that said the milwaukee bucks talent should have won out and the knicks talent should have won out um, so who, who like there's a very good chance that I'm going to be wrong about this, but until I see a good Heat team playing, until I see a good game by the Heat, I'm going to not uh, I'm not going to believe in them. Like they keep winning really bad games, and they they the reason why they keep winning them is because they make them bad games intentionally. I get that I get that that's their that's their system, but I think that the talent of the Boston Celtics will inevitably win mm. out when it comes to comes to the slug uh, slug fest that is the miami heat i think i think as fans we should hope for that as well because when it comes to the nuggets they're not going to be able to do it to the nuggets and our best our best chance at any decent kind of championship round is going to be the boston Celtics to do this i have to say it now i said it earlier i'm going to say it again when you have jimmy butler you have a chance Mm -hmm. period against anybody against the nuggets Against yeah, anybody. Such a, yeah, against such everybody. Anyone. Everybody. <laughs> against all of them. Um they wouldn't they don't stand a chance. It, it'll be it, it'll be it'll be nuggets and four if it goes to heat and nuggets. You could combine um, the nuggets and the Lakers like, roster not... against a team of Jimmy and some guys from your local Y. And I'd say you got a chance because you got Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Nuggets and four. All right. Uh, so is that your ex-factor, oh, no, my ex-factor Jimmy is Butler, then? Robert. A little bit of bam. Mm. Baldy, who are you looking out for? Uh, it's going to be Boston coward. in six. A coward's yes. take from Tatum. a cowardly man. <laughs> Hot potato. Tatum. At least Duke has come. Oh, all right, everybody here. mute. Baldy stay, stay connected. Duke has my back. Yeah, I got an X factor. I don't know if I'm going to mute because that'd be very, very quiet. <laughs> Did you guys know that uh, Gallinari is a game-time decision? That's a game changer. G-A-L-L-I-N-A-R-I. G-A-L-L-I-N-A-R-I. Look it up. No, G A L and let basketball reference fill in the rest. I'm 100 positive. I'm correct. Look it up. Danilo is D A N I L O. All right, every everybody. Rooster. 
Look it up. And mute. Do you remember when? So I was I was gonna ask uh, how far outside of the top five Jimmy Butler is for y'all. <laughs> well, he's voting. he's not played enough games to be in consideration at this point. Yeah, he's uh, he's doing the Jimmy Butler. I'm just gonna miss games every now and then for reasons. It's load management. Yeah, yeah. I got a load I you mean, can manage. Look, when your team is. Dear God. <laughs> I prefer not. <laughs> what the fuck? Look, Why did that look, happen? This guy is so nonchalant about it too. <laughs> just like. <laughs> This guy wants to... What is happening? I don't understand. Everything will be fine. This is not a basketball pod this, anymore. This guy, Jimmy, James, bootleg, he's, uh, he wants to load manage. You're listening to the Fool Court Press Podcast. And we're back and better than ever. Thank you so much for t- staying tuned to the Fool Court Press Podcast. We're off to our favorite segment of the week. Baldi's Soccer Seconds. Baldi Take it away, Baldi. Right. Pew, 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 pew. I thought you looked it up. I had no idea. I didn't look that shit up. Bad. No. Uh, anywho. Uh, so, Premier League wrap-up thing. So, Southampton is officially relegated mathematically. Uh, Leicester City and Leeds are still kind of on the bubble. Uh, Everton is trying their damnedest to sneak their way into the relegation zone. I was generous so, this way. We'll see. Uh, and and Arsenal is so close from bottling it that I am stupidly excited for. I don't even care if Man City wins the league for the next like twenty years, like they're going to anyways. But whatever. I'm just happy. Yeah. Bottling it. You say Arsenal, Arsenal, I say you're an Arsenal. That being Arsenal. Feeling. How about that? Bottling it. Uh. Oh, oh, oh. From point two. Point two. Point two. We're moving on. Uh, Chelsea yeah. Women's won the FA Cup Good for again, her. back to back. All right. Uh, so uh, we're moving on to uh, Duke's movie review. Take it away, Duke. Um, Proud of you, Chelsea. You did good. Up on me. <laughs> All right. I'm just filibustering. I said that already. <sighs> Because he's clearly uh, looking up the so Wikipedia saw, page for uh, um, Paranorman. Just let, just, just let him drown. I saw the movie Peter mm. Pan and Wendy. Oh, off of Disney Plus? On Disney Plus, yeah. yeah. Was the Wendy go. Uh, it was okay. Yeah. It was all right? It was all right. Hey, don't talk about that, man. Don't talk about the Wendy go. Don't you put Uh-oh. that juju on me. Mm, that's not good. It's terrible. Man, why'd you do that? All right. Well, uh, thanks so much uh, for uh, breaking that down. Uh, now it's time for our new favorite segment of the week. Sandora brings up a shitty Colin Cowherd take, uh, and we all laugh at Colin it. Colin Cowherd. Sandy, take He's it away. He's a friend of time. the show, and at the same time, a friend <laughs> to none of us. He- Who's the well, he's a friend, he's a friend of the executives at Fox. He's my friend, and um, he, he, he's a friend of Jason Whitlock's, probably. So, uh, in the year twenty twenty, each other all the time. Colin Cowherd said, "Kobe Bryant has never been a get a stop player." 
My son's godfather. Kobe Bryant was voted All-NBA First Team Defense nine times. Did he win Defensive Player of the Year? NBA First Team Defense nine times. And uh, Colin Coward referred to him as a... He was never a get-a-stop player. (laughs) The late, great Kobe Bryant. Sounds like Uh, a measured take. He sounds like a measured fake. Nailed it. Uh, pretty sure. Do you realize in 2016, he... He was was voted all defense... Oh, sorry. Never mind. First team all defense nine (laughs) times. Well, he received votes... Yeah, he he yeah. received votes uh, fourteen yeah. different years. I'm just trying to. I'm, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at. Uh, yeah. Defense. He had Kobe he Bryant on his show once, wow. and he said to him, "I think you've been the best player in the world since 2004." And this was in like 2009, 2010. And then in like 2015 or 2016, he said, "I don't think Kobe was ever the best player in the world." <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'd remember a take I had seven years. Like, I can't remember what I said on this podcast. For, for such a week, long so. period of time, your though, take. I... <laughs> you remember everything. I, I feel like cowherd is a cow turd. Hey, buddy. I Whoa. take it back. I apologize. Apologies to Fox. Take it easy. I'm going to bring that up seven years forget. from now and see if you forget. remember that. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh. So... They're stinking. Exactly. Forgot already. I would. <laughs> so I would agree that I don't know if there's any period of time where Kobe was the best player. The, the, in the, the point is he contradicts himself. Jeez. Oh, the point is he's an idiot. <laughs> the point is he has no business talking of the NBA because he is an ass. Kobe. Uh, Kobe spanned a time frame that ex- uh, that coincided with Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, Shaquille O'Neal. LeBron James. Honestly, Colin Cowherd is a fool, which means he fits right in. He's a friend of the show. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a, okay. We, he's a 12 time all well, first team. Uh, uh, team player. First team nine times. Oh, first team. Sorry. I, I, and he was also named to this, uh, the NBA all. Yeah, uh, this is just funny. This is just such a stupid take. I, I feel like we could have gone with the, the worst with take. the one that I saw that was just the, the most absurd. Don't don't spoil. I thought the one where he said that the that the gold the Golden State yeah. Warriors should trade Jordan Poole for they, what was it uh, Kevin Jordan Durant? Poole like I, I can't for, remember what it was. It, it certainly wasn't Kevin Durant. It, it was uh, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. And, oh yes, that's right. And then, they, and then also, yeah. and also, yeah. um, and they're getting back right? Wiggins and J- Jordan. Paul. Yeah, yeah. No, just just a great trade. Um, Jordan Poole could be a number one guy if he if he was given some time in the uh, given some time in the touches. Yeah, no. I mean, th- these are these are the golden nuggets that I was hoping for. Not the fact that he thought Kobe That's didn't a, play defense. Th- the fact that he was voted nine times first team all defense. 
but we already covered the fact that these people who are voting Colin on these awards don't vote. actually he just know claims what they're to be an watching expert. or voting on. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, saying nine-time all de- uh, first-team all-defense doesn't actually mean anything. Uh, because uh, because uh, I'm, like I'm not that. saying that. What I'm saying is that, that uh, like, all defensive teams don't mean anything to me because I just uh, went through, like, a 15-minute rant about how Andrew Nebhard didn't even make an all-rookie team. Because they don't clearly, uh, the people who vote on this don't clearly watch the not games. They just vote for, uh, they vote for names. Either. Exactly. Like Jalen Warriors. Because they only vote for names. This is a great new segment. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, that'll do it for the Fool Court Press Podcast, the only podcast made by Fools for Fools. Uh, I'm your host, Lufa, is joined today by Baldy, Sandy, and Duke. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at 724-FU-FOOLS at 724-383-6657. Also text it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at F Court Press. Topic suggestions sent to FCP Rundown. Everybody say goodbye. Good night. You guys going to be watching the draft lottery tomorrow? Absolutely. Hey, do me a favor. I need to see if my nightmares come true. Don't call Actually. me Sandy. I, I predict you grow old and die peacefully someday. I don't know. What, what do you want from me? Don't call me Sandy. Have a great evening. That's lame. All right. Peace out. Wait. Who are you talking about here? Isaiah Thomas. Carmel. Oh. Isaiah Thomas. There's too many sex pests to, to narrow down. Yeah, except that's for Carl right. Malone, I don't believe has ever been a coach or in the front office of anything. Luckily, that's a judgment call that people decided to make at some point in time. Probably wow. coaching like a U12 league somewhere. <laughs>